Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. All right, welcome back to Renegade Performance Radio. I'm your host today, Zach Nothling, and I'm here with the G-Wizzy, Cullum Gifford again. Hello. Today, we're talking about something that I hear quite frequently from athletes. They'll make statements like, I need to go harder. I should have gone harder in that workout. I need to push myself more. I need to train with more intensity. And so, straight off the bat, that's great. That's a good intention. Like you've, you've set the intention. You want to push harder. You want to get more out of the sessions that we do. But the question is, how do you actually do that? Like, how do you push harder? How do you get more intensity? And uh, so that's today what we're going to be discussing. Just go harder. Just go harder. Just, just go hard. And so, see, athletes said to you, or you overheard an athlete say, um, I need to push harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose we well, better use the defined terms. So harder means faster. Mm. Yeah. So getting the workout done Go faster in, in less workout. time, yep. like challenging yourself more. Or be able to push yourself more through the pain, I guess. Yeah, so better, better pain threshold. Yep. 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 So they go hand in hand. And so is that just mental toughness or is there specific actions that you'd recommend that they take in order to achieve the outcome that they want, which is going faster, better workout times. Mm. I think it's I think it's threefold. So number one is yes, mental toughness does come into it somewhat, mm-hmm. and you, I mean you need to be able to push through pain, or you need to have some element of pain threshold or ability to push through pain threshold. Um, can you develop that? Uh, yeah, for sure, I believe you can. Mm-hmm. Um, some people naturally have a higher um, mental toughness or pain threshold than others, but I do think. Um, you can develop it and that's what we're kind of going to get into so the second part is having a really good base um, and if you are doing workouts extra outside of class time if you this is uh, I'm talking to people that can do extra work that are not just a turn up to class athlete building a good base and that means at some point during your year you are working to develop your aerobic capacity or your zone two ability to be able to build upon Mm -hmm. Um, and then the third part is um, developing your threshold through interval type work and the ability to be able to push harder during workouts by holding on for a little bit longer, moving faster, and moving faster in periods workouts. of time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk mental toughness first. Yeah. Um, so once again, this is probably something that some people feel like others might be born with, but they've developed it over time, right? Mm. By putting themselves in uncomfortable situations, being able to work through it, survive. And for a lot of people, that's going to have come from having done other sports, probably, mm. most yep. likely. Yes, and, I reckon. Um, other sports that have had either a lot of strength and conditioning training, off-season training, pre-season training, that type of stuff, mm. that's allowed them to develop their mental toughness in that sort of team environment. So they're coming into CrossFit with a head start. Yep. It, that's probably the most, it's a generalisation, but it's probably the most common thing I see. Like I The difference between people who've come from some sort of sport, yes, they've got uh, pre-existing physical ability, but they've also got way more mental toughness yep. than um, average Joe, sorry Joe, um, <laughs> that just has come off the couch or just for, hasn't 
like maybe only just been going out for some jogs or something, mm. been in that uh, ability to red line. And yep. so let's say you haven't had it or let's say you had it but now you don't. How do you get it back? Get it or get it back? Um, I feel like – oh, it's a tough question actually. Throw me off guard with that one. I feel like uh, just starting in here is a pretty good – or starting in a gym is a pretty good mm-hmm. um, first step to take because if you being haven't come from a background, being in the environment is already quite tough. You know, yep. the workouts are challenging. Um, you're going to be breathing pretty heavy, and at some point you're going to have to go, oh, do I rest or do I keep going? Yeah, and so, I think so not it. training alone, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. Having other people around you doing the same thing and yep. um, realising when you're in that environment that you can actually do more than what you're Mm. you're capable of or what your mind's telling you that you're capable of yeah and I suppose like um, that back in the day uh, when workouts were a lot simpler um, there was like the beginner's reward which is you just went hard like yeah. when, when a workout back in the day workout like someone would write up Isabel and yeah. that would be all you'd do yeah, yeah or like sure. that would be the main thing you'd mm. do um, and you'd go Bucking hard yeah. because that's all you knew to do. So you'd push yeah. really, really, really hard, far yeah. beyond your limits, yeah. um, or you or you didn't know what your limits were. You didn't know. I, I've um, I've done that many and so times. You have no idea what your limits were. You just absolutely send it. You're racing your mate. You're racing the person next to you, mm. and you just will do. You just don't want to lose, yeah. and so you push into that that threshold, and that's going to develop your mental toughness because you do that a few times, yeah. um, a few times a week, and then you're going to start to really build up some resilience in that yeah, regard. For sure. And I suppose the other way is um, when you disregard the end result, but push right from the start. Yes. And so, like that's a strategy I've heard you recommend before. Yeah. Like, so that was kind of what I yeah. what I was talking about in that in that third point that I made is. Yeah. Um, you know, not worrying about what time you finish the workout or how many rounds you get in an AMRAP, choosing one or two or three workouts. And I do this still to my training, uh, in my training to this day, choose one or two workouts um, during the week. And I go, right, I'm going to go hell for leather on this workout and not put the barbell down and try and go unbroken or disregard strategy and put the barbell down when I'm absolutely mm. cooked. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way I'm going to do the workout. And regardless of what time I finish or how many rounds I get, that's going to be how I improve that ability to push through that pain or that threshold. So it's, um, like I say, choosing a couple of workouts, holding onto the barbell for longer, pushing a little bit harder in runs and yes. developing that ability over time or that yeah. um, uh, kind of high power output, high threshold effort. Yes. And so like I suppose like that's where the the mental barrier might come through is like, you want to get a good time in the workout, but you also want to improve your mental toughness. And so getting a better time in the workout might be through strategizing. Yes. But, and that strategy might mean, like, if you want to get the best time, it might mean that you break up the wall balls into yep. smaller sets or you break, put the barbell down more frequently yes. or you do less pull-ups in a row. So we call that a testing or a competition-based workout. Yeah. So strategy. So you either do it in a comp so you approach the workout like a comp style, trying to get the best, trying time to get the best score, best time, or you do the workout for improving. We call it training, training, training improving training, improving your mental capacity, yeah. improving your ability, your pain threshold. I yes. suppose. So it's a double-edged sword. You know, you'd like you've you've got um, the ability to strategize and get a really good time, but if you had a few training workouts per week, 
your ability to strategize and get a good time would be far better, mm. thus bringing the time down with that ability to be able to push a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, so whilst in your training workouts you're probably not looking the best or getting the best time or um, getting the best results um, regarding the clock or in comparison to other people, for yeah. you and what you're trying to do, which is improve that ability to get a really high pain threshold or pain tolerance, um, you are doing wonders for that. Yes, and so that's where the the flip side of it comes, right? Like if you only did workouts as a competition, you'd get really good at knowing what your like kind of level is and how yep. to break up workouts. Strategy and pacing. But you'd probably never reach your full ability. Yeah. And so you'd get good because you'd be so good at strategizing workouts and knowing exactly when to break things. But at the same time, like you'd just never get to, you'd never hit that red line. Yeah. And so, so, you'd, never <clears throat> so you'd never actually reach mm. your, your true potential. Yeah. And so that's another thing, like, there's a discussion that I've, I've had with some people before. So you've got, um, you've got technique purists, um, or let, let's call them that. Um, and so they're people that are um, always used just impeccable technique. Yes. Like, always hit perfect range of motion, perfect lockout, excellent movement patterns, um, everything is just like they're just beautiful to watch. Yep. You know, those people that just move really beautifully. Yep. Um, and then you've got people who are trying to move so fucking fast that they are really some of their reps are right on that line of yep. like, is that all good? Yes. Maybe, maybe it's a not. A people in our gym I can name straight <laughs> off the bat. Now, is there a place for both of them, or should you be always only moving with perfect technique if you're trying to improve like threshold? Uh, I definitely think there's a place for both of them. Mm -hmm. um, so you're saying people should move with shitty technique? No, no. <laughs> no. Good call. Um, no, I think like on... Uh, I'll use an example of a workout that I had this week. It was a 30-minute email. Minute one was a set amount of calories on the rower. Mm -hmm. set, uh, minute two was a set amount of burpees. And the set amount of burpees was really high yep. for that minute. Um, and the email as a whole was incredibly hard, and you had no choice but to move fast. Now, I think in a workout like that, that's funny because I actually got called up by um, – Benji, Benji Schwartz um, for doing burpees like this um, when we were training around him at some point during our, yeah. our time. But um, in a workout like that, I know Gabby did it here the other day and I know she wasn't locking out her hips or standing up at the top and I don't care about that. She asked me about it afterwards and mm. I said, you need to yeah, be... she asked and, me too. Yeah, and that kind of workout, the goal is to move as fast as you possibly can um, and you're trying to improve your ability to keep working at that speed and you're not mm. going to do that if you are having to slow your burpees down, stand up at the top, do a little jump, put your arms above your head. I mm. want people to be able to work at... Speed. As close to red line speed as possible mm. for that 30 minutes. And it'd be very hard to get to red line speed with that pause at the top. Yeah, with proper technique. With proper, with like, let's call it textbook technique. Yes. Yeah. So when I say there's a time and a place, I don't mean shitty reps, and I definitely don't mean shitty reps on the regal or the barbell, but if you are trying to build your threshold, which is what that workout was specifically designed for, then I have no issues with it, yeah. um, personally. Yeah, and, and same thing, like, you want to be able to, you want to train like you're going to compete, but there's going to be times in competition where you have to test that line. Mm. Like if it's like a sprint workout, there's going to be an occasional time where the you're going to have to be right yeah, on right that on line, line. Yes. of like just, just locking your hips out mm. and then being able to go 
back down into the bottom of that squat. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you want to be a competitor and competing in that top mm. top sort of range. And, and there'll be comps where you can get away with that too. And <laughs> yeah. if you don't test the line, then you'll never know where it is. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not condoning cheating. No. We're condoning figuring out where that line is and riding it yeah. as close as possible um, because if you're not, your competitors are. Um, and the key takeaway from that point is that uh, there are, in some training workouts, speed is really, really important yeah. to be able to know where, how, where you can push the limits and how you can push them. Yes. And so, and that and that goes, um, you know, a long way in improving the threshold capacity. That we're literally talking about this podcast, yeah. you know, like um, your ability to push at that pace for longer periods of time during workouts. Yeah. And so, let's say you're you're relatively new to this, um, and you're new to pushing harder. Um, what's a strategy like? So, for example, let's say the workout's fifteen minutes, twenty minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, Going into it and saying, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit out fast in this workout, and I'm just gonna go hard this workout, and I'm just <laughs> gonna try to hold on." Oh, yuck. <laughs> That's like you're probably setting yourself up for failure, yep. especially if you're in the earlier stages of yes, learning how 100%. to push. Yeah. And so, would you recommend like picking parts of the workout, like maybe specific movements that you're gonna go hard on, or um, time frames? Like yeah. how how would you kind of approach it? Like, so I would pick. Uh, you could pick three things there, um, and I think the easiest thing for a beginner to do would be this this point that I'm going to make here. It could be, as, as Zach said, picking time periods in the workout, like I'm going to push for three minutes and rest for two, or mm. move a little bit slower for two, or I'm going to pick movements where I hold on to the barbell for the entire set, mm. or hold on to the wall ball for the entire set. Yep. I think the easiest thing for a beginner to do would be to pick a pace that they're comfortable with for the first 15 minutes of that 20 minutes, and then at 15 minutes, pushing as hard as they possibly could to finish so the workout. Back yeah, the so back-ending the workout. Um, that way, they're not going to be miserable for 20 minutes, which <laughs> you would be if yep. you chose to drop the hammer from uh, minute one. And... Um, they will probably find doing that that they're capable of moving a lot faster than they thought they were, especially for the first mm. 15 minutes of the workout. So those are the three points that I would kind of make or so the you, three suggestions that I would give. Yeah, so pick an element, like, yeah. okay, on, say it's a workout um, that's got 400-metre runs in it, and you're like, cool, I'm going to push these 400-metre runs and I'm yeah. going to try to complete every single one of them in under a yeah. minute 45. Yeah. Um, and every time I get back in, I'm going to get straight into the next movement. It's a good, good yeah. thing to do so rather not resting. Having some parameters on how you rest yeah. could be another way that you push. So, for example, if you know you've got a tendency to rest longer than you need to, um, it could be that every time you put any item, any time you stop any movement, whether it be a wall ball, a pull-up, a, um, a power clean, um, you give yourself a set period of rest time. Maybe it's like a count, like a three, two, one, that's pretty short, but you get yep. the idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A set period of time. Not much of a rest. Um, something that I used to do that I found pretty helpful, particularly of gymnastics movements, um, was giving myself something too physical to do. For example, if my bar was next to the rig, it might be to, if I drop off the rig, walk to the end of my bar mm. and back, and then that was my go yep. each time. You do have a tendency to start walking slower. Slower. You've got to be accountable if you're going to do that. You've got to be stuff. accountable to yourself. But so then another point would be being accountable to yourself. Yeah. 
um, and saying, okay, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it during the workout, and sticking to and it. sticking to that, yeah. and being being uh, tough and honest with yourself about whether you were able to do that or not. And so that's another case: being realistic initially, um, and then gradually over time increasing the expectation that you have on yourself in regards to pushing harder and being tougher. Yeah. Other ones that I see: uh, taking your shirt off. Uh, <laughs> halfway through, oh, it's just two minute workout. Oh, and someone Dan Rankin, that's right. <laughs> and Matt Wilson's terrible for oh, him as well. Yeah, Aiden's also terrible he for him as well. Yes. Yeah, the middle of workout, two and a half minute, three minute workout, and you manage to find time to take your shirt off. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a bit silly. And it's like that. Old, there's a like memes and things that go around on Facebook that you don't need to drink a water in a ten minute workout. So like, yeah, if you've yeah. got a tendency to stop for water. Ten minute workout, you probably don't need it, mate. We don't need it. Um, and the chalk bucket can also be the death of a lot of people as well, chalking up unnecessarily yeah. and using that as a rest. So it's probably understanding your tendencies and where you uh, have the ability to uh, rest or have a tendency to rest more than you need to, yeah. and then setting yourself up for success by uh, preventing that, making it hard for you to do that. So, for yeah. example. If you've got a tendency to take your shirt off two minutes into a two and a half minute workout, take your shirt off. Do it, do, do <laughs> do it, it before you start. Do, do, your, do your workout shirtless. If you've got a tendency to chalk more than you need to, uh, don't put the chalk bucket near you. Like yep. Set yourself up somewhere far away from the chalk bucket. Mm. Um, give yourself mandatory rest periods. Don't have your drink bottle anywhere near you. Yeah. Like Simple things like that that will make it harder for you to take those rests are an easy way to set your environment up to yep. make it easier for you to um, be tough yeah. or, or, or to push harder, essentially. Yeah. And I think just to, just to um, add to that as well, if you are going to still do that stuff, if you're still going to go to the chalk bucket, if you're still going to have a drink, maybe do a couple of reps more of mm. something before you do that. Maybe do a couple of reps on the next movement or you know try and get to the next movement and bang out as much as you can and then have your rest. So you're yep. still... I mean, that's a great way to improve your threshold. If you were going to do 15 pull-ups and then the next movement was 15 warbles, but in between those two, you go and chalk, pick up the warbles, see how many you can do, yep. and then have your rest. Mm. You're probably going to need it if you were going to rest anyway. So yep. if you can get eight reps in a 15 warbles, you're over halfway in that movement, you're going to need the rest. You might as well go and quickly chalk up and come back and finish it. It's a yep. good way to improve that threshold that we're talking about, and you do that over time. Mm. Now, um, you mentioned uh, earlier cadence, like uh, frequency of... Um, how often you should be looking to do this. So I think you said you do it a couple times a week. Mm. I picked the workout. So, for example, yesterday's one I knew was going to be about a five- to seven-minute workout for me. It's workouts like that that I would mm. I rip on. And um, also, if I'm going to choose workouts like that during the week, it'll be movements that I'm confident Yes. That I can that you're in, that you're in pretty pretty good kind at. of enjoy yeah that I enjoy that I can go unbroken on I'm like right well I can do this workout a little bit faster yeah. today to try and improve that so key would be you're not going to do it every single workout no um, blow so yourself to bits pick the workouts that you're going to do it yeah. in um, and probably pick those by workouts that you're confident you can actually do it in yeah so. I wouldn't go and pick a workout that's got a bunch of strict handstand press-ups in it mm. to be the workout that I push because that's not one of my strong points. Yep. And so I will struggle to actually hit that threshold in it. Yeah. But if there was a workout with, say, some wall snatches and rowing, then I'd be all over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes yep, sense. For sure. Um, so got a, got a few uh, key points to take there. Um, so lots of different strategies, strategies that range from sending it right from the start and learning to hold on 
to pacing it until uh, the end of the workout and then give, send in the last few minutes, mm-hmm. which is probably more of a, a beginner's strategy. Um, then you've got picking the workouts that you're going to do it in, uh, writing the line of what's um, an acceptable rep and not. Um, anything I missed on that? No, I think it's pretty much covered it. Yeah. So a few strategies there, actions, oh, picking the movements that you're going to push inside yes, workouts. Yes, yeah. yes, So few things there that you can take and actually implement. Uh, once again, as always, whenever we recommend something, we recommend that you pick one thing to try apply, not every single strategy that we recommend. Try it, experiment with it, see if it works for you, um, and then see if that leaves you lying flat on your back and... We want uh, the last thing that we want when you're doing this, and a sign that you've achieved your goal, is if you say, "I think I could have pushed harder," you haven't pushed hard you enough. Probably haven't pushed hard enough. Yeah, and so lying on the floor, rolling around, kicking your shoes off, um, coughing, spluttering—all <laughs> of the things that Zach does. <laughs> that's a that's a sign that you've pushed yourself hard enough. Yeah. Once you've done that, you've achieved your goal. Good to go. Awesome. Thank you very much, team, and we'll catch you again soon. Cheers, gang. If you enjoy our content that we're providing, please like and share with your fellow gym goers. Leave us a review and please take a screenshot and chuck it up on social media. We really want to get the word out so we can continue to help everyday people become high performers.